Welcome into another edition of the Commitment Issues Podcast. I'm Woody Womack, joined uh, by via voice over IP by Rob Casty. Rob, how's it going? It's going well. We'll see if my Wi-Fi I can stay connected to the internet this week. Well, if it doesn't, I may just throw my computer out the window here of the second story of my palatial estate where I record the podcast because we've had a day. We've had a, we, we've had quite a day, all types of uh, moving parts, but we're here. We're recording. We're better than ever. So uh, we want to remind you, tell a friend, uh, leave a review on iTunes or whatever uh, your podcast listening tool of choice is, and be sure uh, to leave us some feedback. Tweet at us. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear. Uh, let's jump right into it, Rob. We're going to get right into the games. Last week, we both went three and two. If you remember, we split a couple picks. And, uh, you know, so that brings you to 16 and four on the year. I'm 23 and 22. So you're still in the money. Hey, uh, but you're over 500. That's right. And I've, I've eclipsed last year when I only got 20 games right out of uh, a possible 61. So <laughs> definitely doing much better there. We both actually have a chance to eclipse last year's totals as, as you do too as we come down the stretch. So let's jump into this week's games. Uh, first one, Georgia traveling to Kentucky where they're a nine-point favorite. I've been flopping back and forth on this one. I feel like I've been wrong on Georgia pretty much every game. Uh, this season, when I picked them to cover, they haven't. When I picked the other team to cover, Georgia did cover. So um, I'm going to go with my gut and say that uh, Kentucky's offense just isn't going to be able to do enough to to score. I think I like Georgia to cover that nine points, even on the road. What do you think, Rob? Give me the Wildcats, and I think there's a chance they win outright. Um, I think that I think they're good. You know, I think you know I don't think they're a playoff team good, but I don't think Georgia is either. I think the offense will return to form. Uh, you know, they've got a great running back, Benny Snell. I am uh, I'm, I'm Team Wildcats here. Uh, Big Blue Nation, finally a school that actually says nation. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> a fan base that has the courage to attach the words nation to their name. Rob and I have a running gag in our text thread where whatever team, whatever team we're watching, I will text him, you know, hashtag Syracuse Nation or something. I, the, um, I love when high schools do it because it's like nobody outside of, you know, this the perimeter of this football field knows that you even exist. There is no... There is no South High Spartan Nation, <laughs> but yet you know they, they continue to print shirts and and their coaches address the nation on Twitter. Right, exactly. Hey, uh, Cottage Grove High School Nation. Uh, all right, moving on. West Virginia traveling to Texas. Texas a one and a half point favorite. That means Vegas sneaky likes the old Mountaineers here. And guess what? So do I. I, I I have no faith in West Virginia whatsoever to win this game, but uh, I don't know. Texas really let me down with the way they played last week, so I'm taking West Virginia. I, I think the offense is going to be too much. Uh, the West Virginia offense is going to be too much in this spot. I think Texas is still a year away from playing what resembles good defense in the Big 12. Give me the Mountaineers. All right, next up, Penn State going to Michigan. Michigan, a 10.5-point favorite, a big number. Another team that I feel like I've been long, I've been wrong on over and over and over again. So uh, guess what? <laughs> give, give me Michigan to cover. <laughs> take, take a shot in the dark here. I think uh, Michigan is good. I did pick them to make the college football playoff. And Penn State, I actually don't think is very good. I think Penn State's getting the benefit of the doubt on there. Close game against Ohio State, who I also think is a little overrated. So uh, give me the Wolverines. You know that I am not a Shea Patterson believer. Uh, I think he's a fine player. I just don't think he's as good as the people that ranked him at Rivals.com uh, believed him to be. 
I famously tried to drop him in the last rankings. <laughs> I, I'll take Penn State. I think James Franklin's got enough talent to keep this. I just think that 10.5 is too much for a game like this. I think uh, that we forget Penn State has talent all over the field. They're not having the season they wanted to have, but I, I just a double-digit loss to Michigan doesn't seem to be in the cards. All right. Don't give me Wolverines Nation. Uh, if we disagree on that one. All right, next up. Uh, th- this is where, you know, we've all been waiting for Alabama going to LSU, Death Valley at night, Alabama, a 15 point favorite. Can you believe it, Rob? <laughs> Look, huge man, number, I, I've said this before in writing and I probably said it on this podcast before there, when you bet against Alabama and lose, you feel so stupid. It's not just the money that you've lost. It's retrospect why did i do that you know like i know they're clearly right. the best team so you basically lose twice because you lose the money and then also you just feel like a moron so i'm not doing that i don't care what the point is give me the, give me the tide <laughs> all right i guess i will do the same although i will say rob i did take louisiana monroe uh, plus 49 and a half, I think. And I think they lost by 49. So I, I did win on Alabama this year. The way you look at it, though, is, you know, if you if you take Alabama, you only have the chance of losing once because you're not going to feel super dumb. If you bet the other side, you, you run the risk of losing twice and having it hurt twice as bad. So I, I, I'll limit my risk. All right. We try to represent every conference. And usually this time of year when conference teams are playing, there's always a ranked matchup, at least somebody. But uh, the failing Pac-12, sadly, Stanford at Washington. Now, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season, this would have been one of the best games by far. Instead, both teams are not ranked. And to make matters worse, the game was on the Pac-12 network at nine o'clock Eastern. Uh, I mean, what happened, Rob? Uh, I'll tell you what's not going to happen is be watching this game. I mean, you're going to have to. <laughs> there used to be a bar across the street from my house that had uh, Dish Network. So they had the Pac-12 games. Uh, but everybody else in, in society has DirecTV, which does not cover the network. So whatever happens in this game will not be seen in this household. I have the Pac-12 network, but it's only available in standard definition. <laughs> Hold on. So how did you get it? What what do you have? I have Comcast. Uh, I have Comcast. Yeah, cable. Um, so I will watch it and I will likely put it on, it'll be a fifth screen. It'll be a fifth screener. It'll be on my second laptop where you can watch it in HD uh, via streaming. Washington we're is out here wondering point. what's wrong with the PAC 12. USC sucks. The rest of the conference is down. You can't watch their games in HD unless you have one specific cable. Network. I know I, their games started night. night. I, uh, it's time for the big 12 just to, try to poach some of these teams i think no it's it's time for larry scott to hit the road the the pac-12 famously had their last uh conference commissioner for way too long and larry scott came in and was like a breath of fresh air but now it's time to move on from him and and go to another direction first i think a lot of pac-12 fans would agree with me i'm going to take stanford to cover that 10 point spread What, what do you think rob uh give me washington i stanford has been a little bit too inconsistent for me this year is that like the that was like your stone cold lead pipe uh, lock with the sound effects of the cops in the background or whatever? Uh, I believe that was an ambulance. Um, <laughs> somebody, somebody is likely dead. Um, all right, and I did want to add an ACC game as well, and I picked this one, Rob, because I'm sure you have not seen this spread. Louisville at Clemson. Have you seen the spread yet? You want me to try to guess it? I know I have not yeah. seen. Yeah, some cousin Sal uh, types of stuff here. Twenty seven and a half. Oh, sorry. 
Louisville a 40 point underdog. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What a number, huh? Give me, give me the Cardinals because I can't stay away from that. I, who is the quarterback after Chase Bryce at Clemson? Because whoever it is is going to play. Uh, well, there's a guy named Ben Badson who was a walk on. His dad is a strength coach. He's the third stringer. And then. Darion Kendrick, who's a five-star freshman wide receiver, also has been getting some snaps in like a wildcat type situation. Well, I think we're going to see a little bit of Ben the Bad Dude Badson on the field this week. And uh, I think that will help with cover, would you say, 40 and a half? No, 40 even. There's just no way. I mean, Dabo's not that ruthless. I yeah, give me okay, Louisville. So- I'm going to feel – this is like the Alabama thing though where when I lose betting against Trev again, I just feel stupid. I'm going to take Louisville also just because that's such a huge number. For context, though, they did win by 49 last week at uh, Florida State. And get this, Rob. Yeah, the but last I was told the weeks, whole team quit last week on Florida State. That's what, that's the narrative, right? Get, so they didn't have we'll players. The toxic, yeah, the toxic uh, culture or whatever. Um, keep in mind, the last two weeks, Clemson has played its entire travel roster. So every player who's gone to the last two games has played in the games for the Tigers. How's that for a stat? That's incredible. And they so still won both has, those. Has, oh, so our boy, the bad dude, doesn't travel with the team. No, no. He played last week. Oh, did he? Yeah. <laughs> How'd he do? I think he had like two carries for four yards. He's more of like a Tim Tebow type. Uh, yeah, I should have known by the name. Yeah, yeah, you got alliteration. Let me see what. Let me see what. <laughs> let me see oh, yeah, what I can see what it looks like. like. Uh, well, he's definitely very small. Does he have uh, a rivals profile? Yes, he does. I went and watched him play a game last year. Oh, he it's had, Batson, B A T. I thought it was Badson, and that's why I was calling him the bad dude. Well, it still works. He had one carry for two minutes. <laughs> he doesn't look much like a bad dude. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see, Benny. How what did Ben? What was Ben listed at? Six one one ninety five. Uh, you know, generous listing there by me. I don't think I don't know if he was quite six one, but uh, oh, that's a really old picture too. Come on, Rob. Yeah, at least he was a two star. The hair is what's I think throwing. Or I don't know. Maybe it's the eyes. I, I don't know. He just he does. He looks like the opposite of a bad dude. Well, this was he was like a sophomore in high school, so kind of, I think he won the state championship last year. Or he was definitely in the state championship game when I saw him play. All right, well, good for him. So anyway, Rob and I both like Louisville to cover that forty point spread. Although I'm sure we're both going to be wrong uh, because Clemson is steamrolling people right now. That the, the good thing for them is they got through the tough part of their schedule, and now they're just killing people. Well, this is the third week in a row I've tried to fade Clemson, and I am zero for two. So let's <laughs> see how this goes. All right, let's jump into the topics. Uh, not a ton to talk about this week. We should start with Florida State. Um, uh-oh, let's see. We have uh, we got, I got text coming in from Wendy at the office, who's the who's the uh, czar of the Yahoo Oath Atlanta office. Did you get some free I can't, stuff. I can't read your writing on one of the shipments and need to confirm with you. Well, big surprise. What are you getting uh, shipped there. to? You? What kind of scheme do you got going on over there, Womack? No. Actually, she's sending Lackford his shoes. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah, Lackford's been jonesing for a pair of shoes here for, for months. So, uh, All right. Let's get, we're off to a, a great start on this episode. Um, Florida State, 
they lose that game. We talked about it. They lost by 49, I believe, was the final score. They had two different players get ejected for throwing punches. And then Willie Taggart came out this week or came out after the game and said, what do you say? He said the team FSU, uh, Willie Taggart holds players to FSU standard after quitting Saturday. Uh, and then he said he addresses quitters versus Clemson. So do we have a video? Should we, should we go to the, uh, how long is this? I'll humbly make, I'll humbly make the case that the guys that were throwing punches didn't quit. You know, maybe it wasn't good for a different reason, but normally when guys are getting in fist fights, it's not because they've checked out. That's what I thought. Let's, uh, Taggart said after watching film, there's a handful of players that didn't play up to FSU standard. They addressed it internally. So he said that the guys who quit were not going to be playing uh, this week, basically. So using deductive reasoning, you could say the guys who started last week and, and don't start this week are the quitters, right? That's yeah, that's what uh, I guess that's what he would be saying. Okay, so here's the issue. We talked about this with Jeremy Pruitt, I think, uh, a little while ago as well. The, the main issue here is we're once again faced with the situation of a coach who took over at a new school, basically, you know, calling out his own team, right? Yeah. When did this start happening? I mean, we, we had it last year with Tom Herman where Urban Meyer kind of came out and said, once you take over the team, those are your players. I remember that was a little bit of a, of a dust up between those two. Do you remember that? I do remember that. But before that, do you? I don't remember this being an issue. Like, look, the reason know, it's happening is because these coaches are all on, they know they're all on such short leases that it's looking out for number one, which I understand and I appreciate. You know, when you get fired, you know, like it's really easy to get fired in college football. It's a little bit easier than it should be uh, with everybody's hot list or hot seat rankings. So that's why it's happening. Do I think it's a good look? Not particularly, but I don't think that it's a stretch to figure out, you know, why the uptick in this. It's, it's, Related to you know the short the shorter ten years of college football coaches, uh, I agree with you there. But I mean, do we know none of these coaches are getting fired this year, right? No, that's the, well, yeah, we know that. But look, I mean, it doesn't. You're not in a very good spot. It probably isn't very good to be Willie Taggart right now. You know, your entire fan base hates you for less than a season's worth of work. Everybody's kind of, not everybody, but a lot of people have turned on him. The pressure is is really real in that job. And I think it's not something that even you and I can really understand. You and I have got a lot of strangers on the internet that hate us, but it's, you know, microscopic compared to the stuff that these guys are dealing with. Yeah. I, <laughs> it is a, it is a really... <laughs> It's a really tough situation. You mentioned a lot of people do seem like they have turned on him. And maybe that's kind of the world we live in, though. Like, I mean, my neighbor across the street is a big Florida State fan. And I, uh, they had a party Saturday night. And, I mean, it was definitely a rager <laughs> to the point where I was walking the dog. Like, if you went at, to Florida State, you graduate from that school with a degree in throwing a rager. Like, they're great <laughs> with this. This is, this is their wheelhouse. Well, so so here's the so I stayed up to watch the Oregon game, uh, as as we both kind of did. I think you checked out earlier than me because uh, they were just getting killed by Arizona. Some point, like early third quarter, I decided I'll walk the dog and go to bed. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, I end up, you know, dilly dallying. By the time I get outside and walk the dog and finish, it's like two a.m. Right. Mm-hmm. I find a purse just in the middle of the street. <laughs> right? This is, yeah, this is the I, most quintessential Florida State story ever. 
And so I open it up. I open it up and it's like, there's no phone, there's no keys, but there is like a wallet with some money and stuff. And so it wasn't like, it wasn't like somebody stole someone's person and just threw it out of the car, you know? Yeah. So, so I could hear the people in the backyard still partying at this after two. But then I thought like, I'm not trying to just walk up on this person's house at 2 a.m., uh, especially, you know, because they have a boat in their driveway. So read what you will into that. Um, so anyway, I come back the next day at 11 and knock on the door and nobody answers. And then I went back at like 6 p.m. and the guy finally comes out and he's like, oh, man, I watched that Florida State game. And, you know, next thing I know, <laughs> that's the last, that was kind of the last thing he remembered about the party. <laughs> so uh, that tells you what their fan base is thinking. But he wasn't, you know, he wasn't like, I hate Willie Taggart, like we see on the internet and stuff. Yeah, maybe it's just I the just, internet thing. I'm just glad Becky got her purse back. R- right now on the War Chant site, um, who do a great job covering Florida State at Rivals.com, some of the, I'll just read you a swath of the thread titles here. We've got, Willie lost me yesterday. It's official, Colin. We are a dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> that's just two there are a couple more on here then the, is Willie expected to win with this offensive line old article re taggart and oregon exit so you know it's it's hard to be him right now so i understand the urge to want to kind of pass some of this blame off to somebody else because he's trying as hard as he can uh he's probably not used to this level of scrutiny and it's hard not to at least react to it yeah but i don't know if <sighs> We have an issue with guys quitting. You and I see players quit uh, in real high school games. We see it in seven-on-seven seven, uh, camps. How many times have we seen guys quit? And we know the type of guys that, that quit, right? Yeah. I would say that a lot of those guys end up getting recruited still to major programs. And if you get too many of them, you do run into a situation where you know, I mean, we've seen it. You can look at some of the schools that have high recruiting rankings and bad records right now and kind of read between the lines on yourself of players that I remember, you know, calling quitters. I mean, when we draft, even when we draft our rosters for the five-star challenge, there are guys that I purposely do not draft because I know they're not going to make it through the entire day and quit because that's just kind of their personality. Well, it's just amazing the talking out of both sides of the mouth you get down in this state, especially Florida players, everybody wants them. Why? Because they're dogs, but you get them on a roster and all of a sudden it's like, ah, oh, those Florida players all quit. So, I mean, you can't, you can't have it both ways here. Can you? Well, here's the problem. You have to find the right ones. I mean, you can't, you can't be taking the guys who show up to a camp, take one rep and lose and then leave and then just walk off the field. <laughs> And I think, you know, you know who I'm talking about when I in this particular case, walk to their car and drive away. Right. I mean, and I, I, we see the players a lot more than coaches. So that's another factor. You know, it's harder for them to know about the personalities. I remember specifically having a discussion uh, about Preston Williams with the then Tennessee wide receivers coach, who is Zach Aziani. I think he's in the NFL now. Uh, Azani is like how you say it. And anyway, he he said, you know, how is Preston Williams not a five-star? Have you ever seen him play? And I said, yeah, I've seen him play lots of times. He said, I don't know how you could watch him play and not think he's a five-star. I said, well, you know, get, get back to me after two weeks of practice. The same know? thing would happen in, to Florida State to localize the story even more. Do you remember the conversations on our rankings call that we used to have about Malik Henry? 
Yeah, no, we had the same ones. Yeah, similar. I yeah. mean, it was like it was we're not we're wrong about a lot of things. We're never 100% right. This is impossible. But it I I recall somebody on those calls saying, yeah, he's going to not win the job the first year and then he'll leave. <laughs> I mean, it was just like everybody saw it coming a mile away. Uh, and then kind of the prophecy fulfilled itself. Well, and what happened with Preston? He got, he got, he quit the team, got kicked off the team, you know, within a year and a half. And he's obviously still playing well at Colorado State. But guess what? Zach Azani is out of college football, <laughs> you know, like, and it's just a situation where there's, you have to weigh the talent versus the personality factor. And that's tough. So, Florida State, this is a bad season. Guess what? You, you know, the, the, the fan base is spoiled. I mean, this was why last year I specifically remember talking to someone in like mid-November. They were like, I can't wait for Jimbo to be gone. And I was like, well, you know why? So you can get Willie Taggart as the coach. And they were like, anybody's going to be better than. Than the guy that than, won a national championship. Right. And that's what we keep forgetting. He won a national championship. He might have checked out last year. But do you think if Florida State would have just given him a the, this big contract extension, he would have wanted to stay? Or was was he checked out because he just wanted to change the scenery? It's possible. I mean, there's no way of really knowing. I haven't asked Jimbo about it. It's possible that it was a combination of both. Maybe he wanted to feel the love. Maybe I mean, we know kind of what happened with Bob Stoops, right? I mean, he wanted to retire A, but B, these coaches are human. They want to feel appreciated. If you remember the end of the Bob Stoops tenure in Oklahoma, those OU fans wanted him out. There was a growing sector of people that were like, screw this guy. You know, he's bad. We need a new coach. And, uh, if you don't think that gets back to them, <laughs> not saying that's why Jimbo Fisher left Florida State. Obviously, you saw the dump truck full of money he got. But it is weird the way it split. And then now the talking point is the reason that Florida State is bad is because Jimbo Fisher installed a, instilled a toxic culture, which I think is a pretty convenient uh, well, you know, <laughs> narrative the reason why that doesn't hold water with me is because you go to texas a&m and they're ranked in the top 25 you know um and you could i i would argue that the rosters are equally as talented um, i think it's more likely that the offensive line is just bad they jimbo did a and it right. jimbo's fault he did a bad job of recruiting offensive line talent that can be true it doesn't have to be some overarching toxic culture where he accidentally you know recruited a bunch of dudes that hate playing football or going to quit. I think more likely is just the talent of uh, the more likely explanation is just the talent up front. Isn't where it needs to be, which well, I mean, is too simple. But. Did, you, did you watch a lot of that game? I watched the first half and then I was done. Okay. So it was pretty much zero to zero for like what? Four or five drives. Yeah. Yeah. It actually and then, was gonna be a good game. And then your boy Asante Samuel gets the roughing the kicker penalty and then that was it. It was on from there, right? It, so is did he rough the kicker because of the toxic culture? <laughs> I, mean, I just need to know if it was the toxic culture that forced Asante to rough the kicker. No, it was not the toxic culture. But he, my, my point is the game could have gone a little bit differently. And getting back, this is the same thing we talked about with Pruitt. You're not supposed to win. This is the number two team in the country, okay? When ten Pruitt threw a fit and said the same thing, we need to get new players in here because they lost to Alabama. You were never going to beat Alabama this season. You're not. It was never going to happen in any universe. And the same with Florida State and Clemson. Now, it's embarrassing to give up the most points ever, which I think they both did. They both gave up the most points ever in their home stadiums. So there's a lot of parallels there. But 
guess what? You throw the film out and then you move on. You don't have to come out and say the team quit or we're, I wouldn't personally, if I was a coach, I wouldn't do that. I don't think guys respond well to that now in, you know, today's uh... Tennessee is playing Florida state in the Mercedes Benz stadium in Atlanta this weekend. What's the line? I still say it's like Florida state by six and a half. I think more. I, w- I was going to say FSU by 10. Okay. So we both think, though, that they would be favored to win. They have way more talent. And, you know, I think they have enough talent to overcome the mysterious toxic culture. What's crazy is I think Florida State has a pretty good defense. But like you said, the offensive line is so bad that the offense can't score. And next thing you know, the defense is on the field too long. And then, you know, it's over from there. Yeah, that's what happened with, with Clemson. You can't have a tired defense trying to stop the greatest football player to ever grace the earth. I was talking to a recruit the other day doing an interview and he was talking about the quarterback at, uh, at, uh, Nebraska. He said, Oh, he's one of the, he's one of the best. Oh, he's, he might be the best freshman quarterback in the country. No one's playing as good as him. And I go, (laughs) and I go, well, except Trevor Lawrence, he goes, Oh yeah, I don't count him. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's a supernatural being. He doesn't count. Sorry. Even the, even the recruits know, uh, we can't count Trev. Uh, as of normal freshman quarterback. So, uh, all right, let's move on. We continue to have these Urban Meyer health health talk. Uh, we had uh, Pete Thamel, who works with us here at Yahoo Sports. Uh, he had an interview with Urban Meyer yesterday. Oh, he's, he's got a, a cyst in his brain. Is that that's that's the diagnosis? Yeah. I'm I'm sort of. Uh, I'm sort of wondering why this has become such a story. Why do you think he decided to address it? I don't know why. I mean, I know some possible reasons why. Like if you're trying to plan an exit, this would be a good be a good reason to release it right now. Uh, I know that's the cynic in me. Uh, it could also be to curry some public favor, uh, some sympathy. Uh, that would be a reason to to release it right now. Uh, it's a sad situation. Nobody ever wants to see anybody get sick. I just, I think that there probably is a reason why now, you know, if he's been fighting this ever since he was at Florida, right? Uh, to pick now to leak it to them or to go not, not even leak it, to do an interview with Thamel about it is, I mean, there's, the timing I don't think is completely, you know, random is all I'm saying. Yeah. He had brain surgery in the spring of 2014 after suffering consistent headaches for nearly a month. Now I can tell you I've uh, gone through a you know similar thing back in in my past where I had an issue and I was getting really bad headaches. It is it is really debilitating if it's true. Uh, well, well, I'm not saying of course it's true. His doctor is on here talking about it. Um, I just wonder, you know, we've had we've had we had people asking, are you going to be back next year? I mean, this is all over the loss of one game. Um, do do you think this is? Uh, we talked about it last week. Are we now on the road to him leaving? Well, okay. Can we first address – Ohio State can still make the playoff. Like, and I know. Conceivably still win the national championship, right? If that happens, is Urban Meyer going to leave? I, that's a good football team with one loss that still has Michigan on the schedule and a Big Ten title game. If they win out, guess what? They're going to play in the playoff, uh, and they have the talent to win it. And then all of a sudden – then I think this storyline just kind of fades into the periphery. That would be my guess. Yeah, but you remember we had this story with uh, last year where Jackson Carmen basically said that 
that was a five-star tackle said Dabo Sweeney kind of used Urban's age against him, even though they're only like four years apart in age. Yeah. And we kind of laughed at it at the time, but I think this is only going to, you know, add fuel to those rumors of how long is Urban going to be there? And you know, once we get to that point with the coach, it does affect recruiting. It's, it's going to be interesting. I just, I feel like, we've somehow we've decided that Ohio state stinks now and that their season's over and that they're tanking because urban is sick <laughs> when they could still legitimately win the national championship. When they lost one game. It's crazy. I know that was my point last week when I kept talking about it. Uh, it, it is crazy how it, how it sort of devolved into uh, it went from being, it went from being, they're going to win it to urban Myers dying and you know it's over you know, the Ohio State dynasty is over Urban Meyer's sick and Ohio State's doomed to go 0 and 12 for the next 15 years right it's crazy so uh all right moving on we we get the point there we talked about it last week it's time for tweet of the week uh and I had been scrolling 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 through a different <laughs> oh did you our boy our boy plies had another recruiting rant this week did you see it I think somebody retweeted the tail end of it. Into was it a video? Yes, I'm going to play it. And I he was going to play Florida coaches, and they, they it's were so long funny. Legs. It's pretty it, good. It made me laugh. So this is the tweet of the week. It's recruiting related, and hopefully you can understand what he says. I don't think he cusses. Do we need to explain who Plies is I, again. We talked about it before. Well, we he's have, some type just, of he's yeah. He's a SoundCloud rapper from Florida. Uh, He's not a SoundCloud rapper. He was like a famous rapper. We went over over this last time. Well, to be fair, you can be a famous rapper and still be a SoundCloud rapper. Right. Look at like Little Zan is a a SoundCloud rapper. He's been around for 20 years. Oh, for real? He looks young. Good for him. Yeah. So, all right. If you don't know who Plies is, he's a rapper. That's the bottom line. And he's always talking about recruiting and football for some reason. We should have him on the podcast. He's probably a member of our Florida site. Okay, so let's let's get to it. Hopefully you can hear it okay. Ready? One minute of audio. Already more than said, I'm going to just say it, man. This is the whole entire state of Florida D1 football program, probably with the exception of one right now. But boy, we done got salt. The whole state, we done got that salt. I watched four D1 programs last two days. <laughs> and I thought I wasn't a bit JV. I said, man, they got to be the JV team, man. Boston didn't want to play today. Man, I knew the Warren South, Dion Samuel, Edger and Jane, Tim Tebow, man, Mike Irvin, Javon Kirk, them dogs. Damn, his dogs. Y'all say, be like, he called York, man. Be like, shit, Zoo. And when he got sold, what the dogs at? Yeah, when he says they're like, shit, Zoo. They bite, no ball. Whole state of Florida, man, we didn't got sold, man. Man, man, we mashed potatoes right now. Whole state, man. We look like mashed potatoes, man. Was that mashed so, potatoes? Yes, mashed potatoes. <laughs> I do like that he gave some respect to UCF at the beginning when he said, with the exception of one, I, I suppose. He did. Yeah, good for well, him. And that's my, that's, that is sort of my point when we talk. <laughs> Dion Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I could not. He it sounded he was talking about how people were Yorkies and Shih Tzus, so he yeah, did not yeah. cuss. Uh, it sounded like he cussed, but he didn't. He was talking about dog breeds. The point is, UCF's roster is made up entirely of kids from Florida. Wouldn't you say about eighty percent, ninety percent? 
Yeah, there's a lot. And of they're the guys who got passed up by the big three. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's something to think about when we talk about this, you know, dogs and whatnot. But <laughs> I really enjoyed Plies. I just want to know how to spot a dog. Like if somebody would lay out the descriptions. You can't spot it because they got it in them. It's inside. Uh, it's like it's like beauties, you know. It's like it's almost here's the equivalent for people who don't know, all professional football players and uh coaches and whatnot just talk about people being dogs, who's got that dog in them, you know, yada yada. Um and it's essentially like, you know, it's essentially like uh, you know, beauty is on you know more than the, the cover or whatever was the expression i'm, I'm blanking it's, on it don't judge a book by its cover don't or, judge it. know, it's, what's, it's what's yeah, on the yeah. inside that counts right so it doesn't matter how good a recruit might look walking around or you know physically it does he have what it takes inside the drive you know to be to be great so that was kind of uh well i'll take a six six fast guy over a guy that some other random person tells me has a mythological dog inside of him any day over the week you know yeah well that's how we ended with rondale moore being a three-star and george campbell being a five-star <laughs> i didn't rank any of those guys i'm just saying, well were, were you around for george the george you were definitely I, I, I was, yeah it was on the west coast though i was still in arizona i remember him as us being like he's very good but he can't catch a football which is a problem for a wide receiver <laughs> Right, we went around and around, and we got overruled Didn't we have by somebody uh, else like that last year. That oh, it was uh, Xavier Williams at Alabama, who we all loved as an athlete and could get open, but really had some trouble catching the ball. Where did he end up going? Did he go to Alabama? Yeah, I believe so. Oh yeah, well, he's not. I would say he's not been a contributor <laughs> um, this year. So uh, I got a lot of do- a lot of dog related tweets. Of course, we had Mike Gundy making the yeah, Twitter. Tim had that dog in him. Why isn't he in the majors helping the Mets already? Well, they're it's holding him the down. Only the football dog that was in him. He didn't have the baseball dog in him. <laughs> yeah, they're holding him down. This should have been the new Twitter sound, the Mike Gundy. Did you hear it? Yeah. Oh, oh hold on. I got. I got it. eight deferrals left. Did you just get an oath thing? Oh yeah, I've been getting them all day. I'm down to six myself. I'm not starting. So, this uh, don't yeah, don't start it now. I'm not. I'm clicking. I just okay. out of it. Okay, here's Mike Gundy. Oh, it's quieted. Come on, play the sound. Play it. Play the sound. I I was doing so good. Yeah, I'd give a rat's ass about Twitter. Yeah, I'd give a rat's ass about Twitter. You know, if he's so down on Twitter, how is he ever going to figure out if candy corn is good or bad, or which uh, which national hamburger chain makes the best hamburger? Or if it's Halloween or spooky season, or any of the great okay, 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 okay. Hold on, you jumped the shark. Okay, so let's get into rants and recommendations. Uh, this is my rant. Number one, what is spooky season, and when, when did this start? When did people A start few calling years it ago? We have addressed this on this podcast before. At the end of the show, I brought it up. I think either last year or maybe sometime this year, where. It do- I kind of like it. It doesn't bother me. It seems lighthearted and fun. Everybody seems to have embraced it except for you who just poo-poos everything. I, I, it does not bother me. I'm, I'm not a spooky season enthusiast, but I can't say that I'm bothered by people saying it. I mean, I just Googled spooky season. Do people – is Halloween offensive? That's my question. No, We're- no. It's just people – it's just people being – saying something different. I don't think anybody's offended by Halloween. I think they just say it because it's just something to say, you know? <laughs> 
I don't think I, mean, I don't think there's any political there's no no political <laughs> driving behind this. It's just I think it's something that college age girls started saying actually, and it just kind of took off from there. The first people I ever heard say it were girls that I knew in college. Uh, <laughs> that must be it because. Uh oh, here's an article from October 13th. Why it's too early for spooky when for spooky season. <laughs> See, it's it, it, we're trudging towards it becoming a nationally recognized thing here. No, it, it's too late. I'm on. A, I'm trying to stop it. Too too late. You can't stop this train. You can't stop this spooky train, Womack. Somebody You're standing, standing like, on the tracks, and the spooky train is coming through. Somebody was like going into work early today, so I can get spooky snacks. Yeah, people just I mean, like to say the word spooky because it's a fun word to say. That's really what this boils down to. It is. It is a fun word to say. It makes me want to smash my head into the wall. Yeah, right? <laughs> Surprises literally nobody listening to this. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If a kid comes to my door and says any says the word spooky, but it's or not a kid season, thing unless you're getting trick or treats from you know like twenty four year old pie fi alums. I don't think anybody's going to be saying spooky treats outside your door. <laughs> Well, I, I'm telling you, you guys are on people. People out there, you're on notice. I do not want to hear any talk about spooky season. Yeah, I might have to ratchet it up. That's <laughs> so stupid. It is so stupid. I can't even bring together a, a nice rant. I, I just I don't understand why, why it harms you. Why, why, why can't you just let people saying spooky roll off your? Am I not allowed to say the word spooky, or is it just limited to spooky season? And also, is it okay if I abbreviate the SZN part? No. Yeah, that's even worse. Spooky season and spooky SZN are driving me up the wall. Is this the first year you've heard this stuff? This is the first year it really started driving me crazy. I think this is the year it jumped into the zeitgeist. Because yeah. I mean this even uh even when I even when I google uh oh here we go idioms from the <laughs> uh shouldn't it be, why do people say happy halloween shouldn't it be horror field halloween or spooky halloween it fits the purpose of the day why happy That's a good point. See, see, in more defensive spooky. Yeah, that would that. Well, that's a good. That's a good way. That's at least a defense than saying I need spooky, tr spooky snacks. What are you, Scooby Doo? Well, those are Scooby I, snacks. Right. Yeah. Well, it sounds similar. I just can't get. I just. I can't. I can't. I can't. You know. <laughs> please stop. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Here's an article from NPR. Of course. <laughs> so you're at your friend's elaborately decorated Halloween party. There are cobwebs hanging from the ceiling, bloody handprints on the wall, a frothing potion brewing on the stove. Wait, wait, wait. You're, you're stepping on this person's lead, Rob. It's creepy and scary, but is it spooky? <laughs> sure, spook can refer to a ghost. Oh, guess what? Spook is an offensive. That, I knew it. I, it's going to take us there. There it is. And there it yes. is. I knew we were getting to it. Yes. I'm alerting Jezebel and all your other socialist friends that Spook has a problematic background. Well, let's see if Spooky Season has been used on the website Jezebel.com because I'm guessing it has been. Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Listen. Second graph of this NPR story. Sure, spook can refer to a ghost. It can refer to a spy. But as many of us know, it's also sometimes a racial slur. There you go. See, now you have so, a good reason to dig in against it. 
boy, who would have thought the tables have really turned here where you've become the, you've become, you've been playing my role now. Yeah. Sorry. You and your socialist friends. Uh, Trying to infringe yeah, on, well. on a red blooded American holiday like Halloween, making it all about your political agenda. Well, it wasn't long before it became a recognizable, if second tier, slur. So I don't know. So hold on. What's the? Do I need to read the entire NPR thing? What's kind of the? What, what are they saying here? Are they saying that it's bad. Uh, let's see. So this Halloween, be a little cautious when it comes to describing your surroundings, and don't be afraid of creeping into the the thesaurus for a spooky synonym. See? Sorry, I read that. Is out. Get out of here. Wow. NPR co- code switch, race and identity remix. Who Big wrote shout it? to Leah Leah Danella. Ah, I, I she's sometimes on the podcast that I listen to. Yeah, well, guess what? She's on this podcast, and she wrote this last October a year ago, Rob. Wow. See, I told you it, it had been around a while. It's definitely not the first year that people have done it. Well, guess what? Spooky season is canceled, and if you want to be offensive, use spooky. If you want to be like me and not offensive, don't say it. Can you say scary season? Or does that piss you off too? <laughs> no, you can say that. It's not scary, though. Nothing about Halloween is scary. Yeah, you haven't been to some of the haunted houses that actually kill you then. That's right. Yeah, you well, you, I don't know. I, I got nothing. Yeah, let's get Wait, out hey, of here. I got spooky season yep. to, to, to partake in. Oh, you got a big spooky season coming. I got to go buy some candy, speaking of which, um, to not give to kids who say spooky season. <laughs> Real quick recommendation. Uh, watch Making a Murderer season two. Rob, could you please stop watching shows on the CW and watch a, a real show? God, that All-American show is so bad. Yeah, Have you actually, watched any of it? No, I haven't. I've been right. to. Watch the first couple episodes and we can revisit next week. Well, we should talk about it on the other podcast, which we haven't done an episode on in like two months. So. Yeah, I'll have you come on and, and shoot the shoot the you-know-what with Officer Friedman about this terrible show. <laughs> okay. All right. Please leave us a review. Uh, please call Rob Cassidy a nerd uh, and accuse him of uh, using uh, ghost accounts. What are, they, what are they called? Burner accounts? Like yeah. Kevin Durant? Use a, use a burner account and uh, leave us a review. Tell us what you want to hear. Tweet at us. Let us know if you want to have a, us to have any guests. We haven't had guests in a long time uh, outside of the Sunday show, so we'd be glad to yeah, we can bring a get guest on. Yeah, we could. Seriously, you, you think we're just a couple of nerds, but we can get we can get coaches. We, we get yeah, friends. we used to get coaches, but they were so boring. Aside from Leach, that we kind of quit doing it because it was so rare that somebody actually had something interesting to say, other than you know we're preparing to play the hardest. Right, exactly. So, all right, we will be back with another episode. We have not done a Sunday show in two weeks. I will try to do one this week, assuming I am in town. So, uh, hopefully, we're back Sunday. If not, we'll see you next Thursday. Thanks for listening. M. Deuce, play us out.